the Brain Over Belly podcast, solving the puzzle of obesity with Dr. David Brown of Idaho BMI. How much will bariatric surgery cost? It's usually the biggest worry aside from the surgery itself. Some insurance companies cover the procedure, but many do not. Today, Dr. Brown shares what he's doing to make permanent weight loss more affordable for everyone who needs it. Here's your host, Rick Dunn. Hello, Dr. Brown. We are back. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm fantastic. Yourself? I'm great. Thank you. Just you and me today. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna talk turkey. Thanksgiving's behind us. Here we go. Right? You're making me hungry. <laughs> we're gonna talk about some of the things that, some of the questions that a lot of people have, and I feel like a lot of people, not just in this industry, but a lot of people in business generally, are afraid to answer these questions. Uh, that's not going to be the case today. So studies have shown that bariatric surgery is the best cure for obesity, yet many insurance companies don't cover the procedure. Let's start with that right there. Why is that? What's going on? So I think that a large part of that is that uh, there's so much misunderstanding out there about the cause of obesity as well as bariatric surgery, including on the part of insurance companies. Cost is a big thing. Sure. Um, I mean, whether you're talking insurance companies or people are going to pay out of pocket, how many patients have you had to turn away over the years because they didn't have enough money because of cost? Too many to count. I would estimate that of the people that I see, maybe 60%. Wow. Or maybe I should back up and say that of all the people out there that would qualify based on weight and all those things, uh, those people that would qualify to have these operations, 50 to 60% have bariatric coverage in their insurance policies. So somewhere around half of the people, you know they need this. Yes. And they have to walk out that door and you know you're probably not going to see them again. It's not going to happen for them. That's right. How, in your experience, when you tell them that, I don't even know how you tell somebody that, but when you do, what kind of reactions have you got from that? Well, it's frustrating for both them and for me, but it, it I know in talking to a lot of these folks that it feels like a dead end. Yeah. Um, they, they just feel cornered as if they have no options. It's incredibly frustrating. And for you, I would assume you just... You want to just grab them and say, stay here. We're going to do this. Yeah, something like that. But it's a little bit more complicated than that. Well, I've said many times to these folks, just don't give up. And part of that is with many insurance companies, we are making some progress uh, as they spend more time looking at the data, the studies that shows the very clear benefit to these operations, not just for obesity, but diabetes and sleep apnea and the other things that you and I have talked about. Uh, And I've spent time talking to these companies and doing some lobbying, trying to uh, helping them to see more clearly the cause of obesity as well as the effects of these operations. So you've seen some improvement there. I would imagine we'll probably have more improvement in the future. Uh, who knows? Maybe uh, eventually uh, every insurance company will cover uh, uh, the majority of this cost, but that's not where we're at right now. Correct. Uh, but there has been progress. If you look 20 years ago, 20 years ago, if someone wanted bariatric surgery, it was pretty much 
all out of pocket. Okay. And so if today it's 50, maybe 60% of people who have uh, bariatric coverage with their insurance policies, well, that's progress. It it doesn't move as quickly as I would like, of course, because, Mm -hmm. again, there's 100 100 million Americans who are overweight or obese. The obesity rate's 42%, and no reason to think that that's going to level off or decrease anytime soon. So, yeah, it's really frustrating. It's an enormous problem. My feeling is we're not really managing it correctly or in a really helpful way. So what do these people do? You've gotten to this point. They've come into your office. They know that they need this. You know that they need this. We can't make it work. Where do they go? What have they been doing? They just give up? Um, Finding... To some degree, yeah. They continue on the path, uh, the frustrating path of dieting, losing a little weight, gaining it back, and never really making... uh, significant long-term progress. So it's just a frustrating cycle for these people. Some folks will choose to go to Mexico uh, to have these operations. That sounds awful to me. (laughs) I don't know if it is or not. (laughs) I don't know. I've never been there. I've never, uh, you know, looked at these facilities, these places that do them. But yeah, that makes me a bit nervous um, for several reasons. One of them, maybe the biggest one, is the lack of follow-up. Again, you and I have talked at length about the importance of a person having an operation like this, knowing how to use it. And I just can't think that they're going to be in a position to really understand the operations when it's a quick two-day trip to Mexico. And the follow-up with you is, uh, I mean, there's no timeline on that. You're, you're wanting to see these people, talk to these people for, for the rest of their lives. Right, you, exactly. You want to get them on that good path. We've had a lot of people on with us on this podcast. Um, you can see that they're happy, they're energized, they're, they're loving what they're doing. But I would imagine there's highs and lows when you're going through this. And uh, through those low times, they need maybe a little bit more advice or somebody to talk to. And through the high times, it's probably fun for them to reach out to you and say, Dr. Brown, look at me. Yep, yep. (laughs) No, I I love it. I love seeing what happens to people, their successes, and helping them, troubleshooting with them as they struggle with some things. Everybody needs troubleshooting. Yeah. Or some experimentation because everybody's a little different. So it's incredibly important that people do have that support and that long-term follow-up. Um, so you've talked about um, how you're a big advocate for these insurance companies to step up, maybe do a little bit more, try to make it more affordable for people and, and, and help as many people as possible. What other things specifically are you doing to make your program more affordable? Well, I recently opened a surgery center for this very thing. So Everest Surgical Institute, it's in Meridian. Uh, We recently opened November 1st. Um, It's a two-story facility, uh, 18,000 square feet. Uh, it, It really is all about this topic that we're talking about, making these services more accessible for people um, and really having a bigger platform to address these issues, which again, I really, really am convinced we're not doing a good job of. Generally, as a medical community, 
and as a surgical community. So how did this get started? Where did the idea come from? I can't even imagine what was what kind of work was put into making this happen. Does this exist right now then? You've already got yes. it up and running? Yeah, we've already done 25 or so Perfect. of these operations. Yeah. How did you get started? So part of it was me realizing that I needed to be an independent bariatric surgeon. In other words, have my own practice um, so that I could do things the way that I really believe they need to be done. But any surgeon, most surgeons I would venture to say, would dream of having a surgery center of their own. Uh, and that's true of me. But a couple of years ago, I got a phone call from a bariatric surgeon in another state, and he said, David, why don't you build a surgery center? And this is a surgeon who has one. Um, and again, the, the reasoning, the purpose for his phone call was getting more of us surgeons to do this type of thing so that we would have more leverage with insurance companies, gotcha. ultimately, um, so that we can negotiate from a stronger position uh, for these patients. So that's, that was two years ago. And since then, it's, I've learned a lot, but it's, uh, it's taken two years for us to design and put all this together and then the construction process and it's open. We're, we're up and running. The word institute, what is that or what does that signify? Yeah, what is that? So institute, just your generic definition is a, an organization or an entity that is involved in and committed to education, training, teaching. And that, as far as Everest Surgical Institute, that pertains to, say, medical students or others training in the medical field. In my mind, it is primarily about people undergoing these operations, a, a platform to help people understand more about the cause of obesity and the other related diseases, as well as the effects of these operations. So I'm very much into creating content uh, for these patients, again, because we have so much to overcome in misinformation over the last 50 years, what's really going on. So that's why we call it Institute. I okay. chose that. I chose the name. and it's Look at the smile on your face. <laughs> You're very oh, proud yeah. of this place. It, it is, it's a surreal be. thing to have something uh, materialize in the physical world that yeah. was once just an idea. So, yeah, I do smile about it. But You should. Um, but that's why. It's it's about education and giving people the understanding they need. When you're talking education, need. are you talking other doctors and, and uh, your staff? You're talking about patients, everybody? All of the above. Okay. Again, uh, you just think about where we are as a society with obesity and diabetes and those related diseases. Um we're not making progress. Yeah. It from you know it looks like it's getting worse. More and more people struggle with this. So, and I hear from patients directly all the time the things that they are told, um, how they really are blamed in almost a cruel way for this problem. So, uh, the whole place, the, the Ever Surgical Institute, it's about providing a place where people can have these operations in a very safe place and where we're very committed to the safest and the highest quality of care with that context of knowing um, that we have to approach it differently. 
So from the financial standpoint, what does this institute do there? Because we, we've been talking a lot about finances here. How does how does that affect the patients? Is it more expensive? Is it less expensive? Oh, is it about the same? By far less expensive. And, and that's one of the great things about doing something like this is we have a very simple structure, meaning ownership and, and organization. And so we can control things and we can minimize costs um, and hire all the right people. And so it lowers costs dramatically. And so... Uh, you know, people tell me, oh, I called up a hospital, asked them what it would cost if I didn't have an insurance policy that covers this, how much would it cost me? And it's, it's staggering. And so a big reason for doing this is to provide a place for people to have these procedures um, in a safe place that's a lot less expensive than the alternatives. Yeah. So it's half as much, maybe a third as much as the bigger hospitals. If someone is paying out of pocket, what is that specifically? What's that dollar amount? You mean what is the cost at this at Everest? What is the specific cost for people that want to get bariatric surgery? Okay, so at the at the Everest Surgical Institute, the most common procedure I do is a sleeve gastrectomy, and the cost for that, and that's everything: the surgeon's fees, anesthesia, the facility fees. $14,500. To me, that's incredible. I, when I first saw this number, I thought, there's no way. I don't know how you do it for something like that. Because this is something to me that I thought cost, I don't know, $50,000, $60,000, which I would imagine in some places it probably does. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, insurance companies, they're looking at that type of bill at a, at a bigger hospital um, and patients as well. So, so if somebody has insurance that covers, uh, it never covers all of bariatric surgery, I would imagine, uh, but w- would you say like 50% is common? Uh, so of insurance policies, health insurance policies out there, I would estimate that 50 to 60% of those policies have bariatric surgery coverage or okay. benefits. I got gotcha. you. So there's a lot of people out there, and if you do the math, you see very quickly that there's, you know, Half of people who need these operations uh, don't have the bariatric coverage, the insurance coverage to get them. Right. So it becomes very, very important to look at, well, why can't they have them? And cost is probably top of the list. Yeah. What if uh, someone does not live in Idaho? This, this facility is in Meridian, Idaho. Yes, right off the freeway. Right off the freeway. Yeah. Everybody can see it then. Yep. Okay. Do you got a big up, big old sign out there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we working on that part? Yeah, we got a sign. <laughs> Again, it's called the Everest Surgical Institute. Right. You see that go, oh, Dr. Brown. That's Dr. Brown. Uh, if you don't live in Idaho, what if you live in Utah or California or, or you live across the U.S.? Yeah, we've had people uh, come into town from Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, Utah. So... We're very much set up for that very thing. Again, um, the approach is to provide people with the access to these operations they need. And one of the unique things is is our commitment to following up with people. So if they're out of town, we get that. We don't expect people to come back. We uh, have developed a telehealth system. So people can FaceTime or Zoom their follow-up appointments as necessary so that they're not lost uh, to follow up to sort of figure things out on their own. And with financing, we've talked a lot about money. 
Is there financing? What does that look like for patients? A lot of people have heard of credit care. Mm-hmm. It's it's essentially a system for financing. Um, that's that's the system that we use. So it's it's you know you think of it as a bank. It's a third party. They <clears throat> will provide for these services, and the patients will make payments to that that group. Care credit. So let's wrap things up. Uh, interesting show today because I, I feel like we've gone to a, a new level here with the institute opening up. Uh, in your own words, Dr. Brown, wrap this up. What are people getting? What's the cost? What's this institute thing? How's it all come together? Ever Surgical Institute. So it's, it is all about providing the best care possible for people who need bariatric surgery. Uh, it's a beautiful building, very uh, state-of-the-art, high-tech building. Um, we feel like we have the best of everything, including the people, the staff, the nursing, and the surgeons. Um, so it's really bringing together all the resources that we need to offer these services for people in an inexpensive way. Yeah, you're making it more affordable for these people. That's the goal. You think about how many people look at this as a miracle, because it is, and seeing you doing what you're doing right now so that so many more people, hundreds of people, thousands of people can come through those doors now that maybe they were going to Mexico before, maybe they weren't even doing anything before. Well, a crazy thing is that in the end it actually ends up saving money for whoever's paying for it. You know, if you look at the associated diseases, people are also dealing with medications for blood pressure and cholesterol and diabetes and yeah. sleep apnea devices. In the end, or not even the end, within about four years, uh, the costs of the operation are recouped by savings in medical care generally. So, yeah, we are making progress with insurance companies, and this is one of the things that catches their attention is the fact that they're recognizing more and more that they're going to save money. Yeah. I love it. Dr. Brown, again, thank you for your time. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. We'll see you again next month. All righty. It's a deal. 